another Scrumcast. I'm Roy Vanwater. I'm Alan Daly. I'm Derek Neighbors. And I'm Perry Reinert. And I'm Jade Maskell. And uh, we'd like to welcome you to a special edition of the Scrumcast. Um, about 12 months ago, we all got together and uh, came up with several predictions on what we felt were going to happen throughout the year with regards to Scrum and Agile. And so we'd like to take a moment real quick to reflect on our predictions of last year and see how well that went, and then also make some new predictions for the upcoming year. So, Alan, uh, you made several predictions last year. What do, you, what do you felt really happened and didn't happen? Well, I, I thought the most promising thing was to go start losing the labels around the different frameworks, and, uh, and I saw a movement happening in that regard. I, I think that was a pretty safe prediction. Uh, it's happening. Um, but my my secondary one uh, on community, I also predicted there was going to be some conflict around that sort of movement. Uh, and it's, in my opinion, at least on the email lists and other places where conflict seems to grow, uh, those sorts of th- things are happening. Um, we've got some people who are adamant about losing the labels and mixing and matching different parts of different frameworks, and they're very upset when somebody says well no we need to do scrum or we need to do kanban or whatever it is uh so i think those are pretty safe predictions and they did happen and they continue to happen uh winners and losers uh failed implementations uh i have a client right now in fact uh that uh, is doing really well or was doing fairly well on their own but uh, uh told me no we don't need you and then several months later said uh yeah would you come help us uh, i think that's happening a lot uh, Perry. Yeah, um, I definitely, uh, uh, so I was kind of jumped on board with Alan on the, on the, the verbiage and the, uh, I, I think we have, my notes show legalism and frameworks and that's the, the sort of getting spun up on the, like the details versus, um, you know, the real concepts around agile. And I think we're, we're, we're definitely making progress there. I mean, as 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 it grows up, as we get more mature, as more people actually really understand Agile instead of just read the book and try to follow the recipe, then then they're in a better position to adapt the real principles to uh, what they need to do. So I think you know I think we're still making progress there. I also had around community. Uh, I predicted changes in certification, and I I think we've definitely had changes around certifications we've seen the spring up of uh, ic agile scrum alliances has made some changes uh just for example the csp has changed from the i don't know 10 page form to that's now an exam Uh, i think we're going to continue to see changes in there also Um, winners and losers i had developers would uh, would continue to win uh, in the agile world Um, that I, I think there's been progress in there, but but I'm really feeling like that's still the next kind of the next big thing too. Um, trying not to get into future predictions now, but I, I think we made progress. There's more progress there. New things. Uh, I said exploring lean principles um, and usability. So uh, the lean principles definitely um, all of those agile practices and principles I think are kind of coming together as we mature and usability is still a big thing I I would have liked to have seen even more progress there but uh, I think we're you know we're we're making steady progress in those areas 
Derek, how did, uh, how did your predictions end up going? So I think my first prediction was getting back to the roots of the manifesto and kind of not being quite so process-focused, and I failed that one miserably. I think I'm about three years ahead of the curve on it, so I suspect in about two years we'll actually get there. I think step one, uh, Alan and Perry got right on, and that's now everybody's just bitching and fighting about which process is the right one. And I think ultimately they'll come to find that it's really about the roots of the manifesto and the processes that we use don't really mean shit when it comes down to it. They're just tools to, to implement the, the bigger thing. So I think I failed on that one. I think it was a little too early. Um, on power shifting away from uh, uh, trainers and kind of back to uh, coaches, I, I think that's starting to happen a little bit. It didn't accelerate quite as much as I thought, but um, at the scrum uh, coach retreat um, certainly saw a number of CSTs um, that are now doing a lot more coaching engagements instead of training. Um, you know, they're not feeling as fulfilled doing the training, um, and they understand that they're not seeing the lasting change in organizations when they just come in and train and there's not coaching there. So I, I think that's starting to play out um, a little bit last year, and I think we'll see a little more of it this year. Um, winners and losers, I kind of said everyone loses if we don't have people challenge how we currently do things. Um, I, I think that we've started to have people challenge it. Right now they're challenging it by saying my framework's better than your framework, ha, ha, ha. I challenge you to prove me otherwise. Um, but I think that's starting to unearth deeper and deeper issues um, with like the Stu's gathering that just recently happened. Now, granted, that was this year, I guess early this year, but before we recorded this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they're trying to challenge some of management, some other things that are going a little bit deeper than process. So I think that um, I think that there is some challenging happening. Jade, how about your predictions? Uh, so I said that there would be a lot of uh, growth of Agile outside of the United States, and that is certainly happening. Um, one of the things that I personally missed was uh, I talked about inspiring a lot of bottom-up adoption of Agile. Uh, and for me personally, I've actually been working a lot more with executive teams on top-down adoption of Agile. So that, that's uh, quite <laughs> that's an <funny>. interesting <laughs> thing, yeah. <laughs> so, Alan, um, yeah. you said last year you were planning on uh, working harder to train, encourage, and uh, train productive conflict. How do you feel that went for you throughout the year? I, I don't think I did very well. Uh, the team I had in mind to do that with was disbanded shortly after that podcast. And uh, I, I have to admit that I lost focus on that. Um, it's an interesting conundrum uh, as to how to tell people that conflict is good if you do it the right way. You do it uh, with trust. Um, and... Uh, I, I just don't feel like I either I haven't focused on that or I haven't felt like I've been in a situation to to focus on that as the d hard problem that a team has. Uh, many of the teams that I'm working with now have the hard problem of portfolio prioritization and how to get the backlog right. Uh, we seem to be spending a lot of time with that. And and I'm not sure that, that, that I've had the opportunity to do that, but that's maybe an excuse. So... Perry, you had said that you were going to explore uh, practicing some different lean principles into your work and to uh, try to do a better job of understanding the customer and increase usability. Yeah, um, uh, lean principles not so much other than just kind of touting whip limits and, and maintaining that, that teams need to be aware and when, when you know stories are backing up in a completed but not releasable type state, we've, we've harped on it, but but not what I really wanted to do there. The usability, I do think we've, we've made some progress in that. And it's, it's more, 
Um, it's more around how do you get from product, product management having ideas of, of what to do and, and understanding and, and fig, how to figure out what the customer really wants, what their real, we call them the target benefits and, and what those are. We've definitely made tons of progress in that, I think. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Derek, you said you would try to get teams to value relationships and humanness and encourage creativity by looking bigger than the product. Yeah, so I, I think the uh, first one uh, happened on a scale larger than I could ever imagine, um, but not in the way that I happened. And uh, I think that that was uh, within the own Integrum team. Uh, we made a significant radical shift um, in our team size and what we kind of value as a team. And I think I'm on the most human team I've ever worked with, the most transparent and vulnerable group of um, uh, consultants. And I'm really proud of that. But that's not what I meant when I said that. I was actually talking about targeting external teams. So I guess uh, kind of being your own dog food is a, a good thing. Um, uh, and, and now we know, you know what's involved in some of that and, and kind of what happens when, when you get really real. Um, uh, encouraging creativity by looking outside the product. Um, I think we're starting to do that and looking to, to start an engagement that's, that's looking to do this in a fairly radical way. Um, and if that works, hopefully next year I'll be able to talk about um, some of the success that we had with that. Um, but we are doing quite a bit of work with um, education. Um, so really work outside of the software industry altogether where the product's actually somebody's education, um, a K through eight or a seventh or eighth grader. And that really excites me to be thinking about it in that way. Hmm, that's cool. All right. Um, Jade, you uh, said you would try to inspire bottom-up adoption of Agile. Yeah, and like I said earlier, I, uh, because of the shift in the way that Integrum has changed, uh, I ended up actually working with more executive teams talking about how to make not only their development teams more agile, but the executive teams themselves. All right, awesome. Um, so looking at the upcoming year, what do you guys feel is kind of the most promising thing that is, uh, that is, that is going to happen in 2012? So, so me, I think a uh, most promising thing is that I think we'll see more more early adopters of Agile realizing that just implementing Agile processes didn't have the results that they really wanted. They had short-term results, but not the long-term results they wanted, and that they start to dig deeper to go into the actual principles beyond the process. And I think that uh, we're just going to start seeing that scratch the surface that you're going to start to see some companies start to potentially make some significant change um, outside of process around Agile. And to, to kind of jump on that bandwagon, I, I think this is the year of leadership. This is the year that people are really going to start paying attention to how they are leading their teams and how they can lead their teams and their companies well. Uh, I don't. I don't think we're going to make a whole lot of progress during this year, but I think the awareness is really going to bubble to the surface. I I see something that that perhaps can be tagged as a negative, but I find it promising. Uh, there's a there's a, a shift, a tide that's coming uh, for us. Particularly, I'm thinking of companies in the United States. Uh, there's a lot of companies that continue to work the way it was state-of-the-art in 1970 or 1960 uh, with mentalities that about factory workers, et cetera, even though they're doing creative things 
or attempting to do creative things. Um, and that has worked for a long time and for several decades anyway. Um, there's, there's a lot of things happening in the world that is going to, I think, surprise some companies um, and shock them. And uh, hopefully my, the positive spin to this is that I think some people who are not willing to look at Agile or haven't been willing to look at Agile and some of those principles, whether they call it Agile or not, uh, they're going to start looking and thinking about how to create some creative environments for other people to work in as opposed to factories. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this is what I think is going to happen or just more of a hope, but I'm, I'm still back on the, the training and the, the education. I, I see the changes that are coming. I've seen Scrum Alliance make changes, the IC Agile, um, sort of that outline for additional, um, I, I think it's just deeper training, and I think that's the key because, like last year, I felt like what all we really had was CSMs and CSP, and now I'm seeing a lot, starting to see a lot more training. I mean, Integrum's doing trainings on on release plannings, and I'm seeing those very specific, real sort of just-in-time targeted, you know, and I just want to say real again, real training, and and that's that's where I think the community as a whole will actually benefit from that type of training. So, speaking of community, how do you think that the Agile community will be uh, changing, or what do, you, what do you think is going to happen within the Agile community throughout the next year? I, I think it's going to get more fractured and more tense, um, at least in the beginning part of the year, and I, I suspect it will go throughout. I mean, you've got three or four different organizations trying to do certification. Uh, you've got the my process is bigger than your process. Um, and, and, and everything in between, and I think that that's going to heat up and come to a boil before the good stuff comes. Yeah. Um, so I think you're going to see more of the, you know, choose your allegiance, choose your side, um, you know, we're going to war, and it's, you know, uh, David Anderson and Kanban versus, you know, Chet and Ron and XP and, you know, Scrum Alliance and Mike Cohen, whoever, you know, kind of doing their throwdown. I think overall... Most most of those guys know that it's it's about the deeper principles, um, but you know they've got empires to somewhat protect, and so it's it's difficult to 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 let some of that go and and you know not be steadfast about your beliefs. And I think that it's going to take a while to shed some of that. For, for, for kind of on that, I think though that that because there's kind of that competition that. It, it, it will sort of blow up, but but they're trying to leapfrog each other a little bit, and and these trainings I think are are going to be trying to outdo themselves. I'm hoping, and uh, it, it may not be this year, but I think that's uh, I think that'll be a good thing. All of that turmoil, kind of the other shoe or the other side to that coin. Uh, uh, I've seen a lot of discussion with some people, at least as, as, that I think are are leaders in the Agile community, not necessarily those that that have a vested interest in one framework or another, are coming to realize that that the training that's specific to a framework or the training that's just generic uh, doesn't always fit. Uh, I had a recent discussion online with uh, a gentleman in in, uh, in Europe. Uh, he writes lots of interesting things about Agile and some of the things that that we live by, but he goes and he researches and finds a source and discovers that they're myths. Um, 
and and that's not to break down agile or tear it down but he's trying to create reality around it uh, and so we've had discussions that point out things like there's thousands literally you know 100,000 however many there are CSMs out there and the vast majority of them probably should not have been trained in CSM they probably should have been trained with CSPO product yeah. owner or they should have been trained uh, as 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 uh, developers or whatever something that's like the CSM was like this generic stamp of yeah, Agile. To, 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 to kind of point to some of those uh -huh. numbers, I was looking at them the other day. They recently rele released them yesterday or the day before. I believe there's currently 150,000 CSMs, but there's only, I want to say, like 9,000 CSDs. Um, I can't believe that their management ratio is that high between number <laughs> of developers to number of uh, you know, scrum masters or project managers or whatever classification they were coming from. Right. So, so I think yeah. people are starting to realize that hey, one shoe doesn't, one size doesn't fit all, and we've got to figure out what is best for each person, and then you kind of balloon that up. What is best for this organization? Is it Kanban? Is it XP? What's the what's the thing that should happen first? And it's not always the generic answer that has been for a while uh, in most people's minds. And I think that's a positive thing for the community. Jade? Uh, I think that uh, if we look at the Tuckman model, this is the year of storming. <laughs> <laughs> right. So last, uh, last year you kind of made um, uh, predictions on, or not predictions, but I, I would, I, let's call them commitments on what you would do to improve yourself with regards to Agile throughout the next year. Um, Alan, why don't we start with you? What are you, uh, you going to do this upcoming year to, to improve yourself? Well, I, I, I have recently figured out that I was much happier when I wrote more. Um, so I'm going to write more. Uh, and this is a very individual, personal kind of uh, uh, thing. Uh, I, I think as I write more, it lets me formulate thoughts and learn them better so that I can help the people that I'm trying to help. I can help them much more efficiently and effectively. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm saying here in the most public way I can, I'm going to write more on my blog. I'm going to write more on my own personal diaries, if you will, that I used to keep a lot, and I got away from that this last year, and I need to go back to that. Um, and so it's kind of my personal uh, self-improvement goal is to use writing as a way to process my thoughts and, and pass that benefit on to the people that I work with. Perry, how about you? Um, I wish I could say writing. I'm, I'm going the opposite route. I'm going with reading. Uh, this year, I've, I've set goals right around the 30 number for the number of books that I'd like to actually read this number. And that's... Uh, a month? I, I, <laughs> read, this, read this year. Yeah, 30. I wish it was a month. But uh, for me, that's, that's, that's an increase, and that's, uh, that'd be a good number for me to get to this year. Derek? Uh, I've got a couple. One of the big ones is to explore seriously um, uh, frameworks outside of Agile that are complementary to Agile around leadership, um, systems thinking, human systems dynamic, or the Sinfin network, other other frameworks that people in uh, other disciplines are talking about and to see how to start to map those to organizational um, or leadership type of roles. Um, additionally, I really want to make a big push for 
um, doing, uh, having organizations gain agility outside of software. I think one of the biggest problems that we currently have is the only real samples we use are software. And so we make all these crazy exceptions and do all these really stupid things because it makes sense for software um, from a process perspective. And so I think if we were dealing with something that wasn't a deliverable product um, like mm-hmm. software, maybe we would have better definitions of what our beliefs really are. Um, and then the last one is, uh, you know, this is the year that I'm going to make a, a concentrated effort to try to save the Scrum Alliance from themselves. Um, <laughs> and, and that is right now, I think they're positioned to um, really hold the champion flag for Agile um, from a resource perspective and from a number of members perspective. Um, but they're they're really falling down on the job. And so um, I'm really going to try to see what I can do to um, make a difference in that space. Jade, how about you? My, my goals are frighteningly aligned with Derek's. Um, I think we're, we're very much on the same page there. Um, but one thing I would like to do is, is really talk aggressively with organizations about what does it really mean to have an innovative culture? And uh, that it's, it's really time right now to adapt or die. That there's, there's capitalistic Darwinism happening and uh, now is the time to get ahead of that curve before you're one of the dinosaurs. That's great. Awesome. So uh, thank you guys all for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed this uh, special edition of the Scrumcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. See you next Bye. year. Looking for an easy way to stay up-to-date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at AgileWeekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free.